0: From Colorado Public Radio, you're in the open air. 102.3 Denver and Boulder, 88.3 in Fort Collins. I'm Jeremy Peterson. Dan Beckner puts most indie musicians to shame as far as his energy and sheer output. The Canadian musician co-founded the pioneering indie band Wolf Parade, fronted Handsome Furs, collaborated with Spoons' Britt Daniel, and new bomb Turk, Sam Brown, and Divine Fitz, and now leads the new project, Operators. That group releases its debut album Blue Wave today on Last Gang Records. And from what we've heard so far, the album is an electronic rock record, heavy with synthesizers, but maintains a punk heart. Operators headline at Lost Like Lounge in Denver tonight. But first join us in the CPR performance studio for another open air session. Welcome, operators. Hey. Thank you for having me. How are you? Doing. Hello. Congrats on your new release day today. Thank you. Thank you. Dan Beckner, Davoika, Sam Brown, Dustin Hawthorne in studio with us. You want to jump right into a song?
1: Sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Open Air operators playing for us from the new record. In fact, release day for the new one, Blue Wave today. Control, one of those uh, anthemic numbers, one of many anthemic numbers. I, I finally got to spend some time with this record this morning, and uh, uh, yeah, nice stuff. Thanks, man. nice stuff. Thank you. It's your debut out today. Uh, you know, so maybe people are new to you, but you've actually you, you, this has been a thing for two or three years now. Operators has yeah. been a thing coming.
2: Yeah, about two years. Uh-huh. I'd say, I'd say about two years.
0: What was the original genesis, as far as as far as your idea going in?
2: Well, I had, uh, Wolf Parade was on hiatus, yeah, and I had my other band, Handsome Furs, uh, and I was just starting Divine Fits, and Handsome Furs stopped being a band. It just like imploded. And basically, you know, at that point, I'd spent since 2006 working on um, electronic music, right. for like lack of a better word. And I started, I had no real understanding of it. I just knew that I wanted to make songs that sounded like stuff that I liked. So I bought like the the most idiot-proof sequencer, <laughs> and a microkorg, and just winged it. And I think I wrote half of the first record like a week before I was about to go on tour with that band. And then over the next you know half decade, whatever, I I just kept working on it, and, like getting I th- I think getting better at programming and and stuff. And when that band ended, I didn't have an outlet for for that type of music anymore. I mean, Divine Fits is a straight up rock band and wolfred was done yeah and was never really that thing anyway so i knew that as soon as the divine fit cycle started ramping down I, I really just wanted to make what was essentially like what i wanted to continue doing with handsome Furs, but on a broader scale you know like with live instrumentation right 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 yeah. is,
0: is that is that the main thing that the differentiates between the two here aside from your uh, experience and maybe a little bit more uh Sophistication with the electronics? Maybe, yeah, with the sophistication <laughs> with the programming.
2: I think the main thing that differentiates it is Handsome Furs was essentially a solo project. And this is, uh, you know, Sam and Devoyka and Dustin all contribute really, really heavily to the, um, the sound pellet and the songwriting process. So. Mm-hmm.
0: How did the three of you, I mean, I know that you and Sam played together in Divine Fits. Uh, yeah is, is that kind of how that happened for you guys is that's
2: it, you yeah it was kind of a it was kind of a no-brainer and and then Devoyka, maybe you can tell him how
3: I'd met Dan um, when we played a show together in Macedonia in Eastern Europe which is where I'm from kind of and then I'm also from California so when Dan found himself sort of deserted in Southern California I was stranded
2: <laughs> in California literally stranded for
3: like three years yeah um <laughs> We like ran into each other and we were like, hey, that's cool. And then he said, hey, do you want to quit your not ideal career path of being a retail manager? And I said, sure. And that (laughs) was that.
0: Didn't take long to think about. Yeah. No, No, it
3: didn't.
0: (laughs) You actually recorded this and somehow this sound came out of a vintage... 1850s barn in, in ontario yeah yeah you want to talk about that not the experience sure. of recording the record
2: yeah i mean the the barn the sound of the barn didn't really make it onto the record i don't think but the <laughs> psychological implications of being in the barn yeah uh, were imprinted on the record but yeah uh i think i think that isolation was a factor and contributed to a kind of i was kind of like gripped with uh what I can only describe as a kind of mania making this record.
3: I got a lot of mosquito bites making this record. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and we didn't really have any closed quarters. We all just sort of slept in this this barn that was transformed into an open concept loft, which is great, I think, if you're like a bachelor serial killer and live (laughs) alone. But when you're sharing it with three, four other people, I think... It was a little bit maddening. This experience, I think, because it wasn't so great, meant that I th- the record came out way better. And that, I think, speaks to like at least my work ethic. Maybe Dan, maybe Sam's, but like, the more miserable I am, the more I'm <laughs> sure like something good is coming out of it.
0: We're in studio with operators in the open air. They're playing Lost Lake Lounge in Denver tonight. Want to get to uh, another cut from Blue Wave?
1: me release me
0: the band is operators playing for us in studio blue wave the title track from the new record out today you know there's themes of heartbreak and uh and control and a uh, dystopian future or presence in this but despite all that it's still a fun record yeah, <laughs> was that kind of the idea? Was that the premise? I mean, it's a dance. It's not hard to imagine dance force filling up to these these songs.
2: Well, I mean, I figure if you're gonna write about, if you're gonna put something in the like Blade Runner universe, you might as well <laughs> make it like Blade Runner is a depressing film, but it's visually very appealing, and it's it's a joy to watch, but it's it's heavy. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't see why not do that with uh, with your songs, right? You can you can have you can sing about heavy things. And and have it be cathartic. It doesn't have to be like 60 BPM and, <laughs> right. and, and a total bummer. You well, know? it's not
0: unlike the old you know the old pop song thing, right? Uh, a happy melody with some sad lyrics yeah. always makes a nice pair. Yeah, uh, I saw I saw it called dance music for depressives somewhere. Is that yeah? What, and that was the kind of the idea going in. I think
2: so. And you know, it's weird because a lot of a lot of dance music, even pop dance music that I like, there's. There's been a, I mean, maybe it's going out of fashion now, but in the last four or five years, there's been this almost fascistic, like, gross, grabby capitalist, like, using, you know, using the word we, but in, like, a totally dominating positive sense, like, we're the best. We And, you know, you see it if you ever read, like, if you're a musician and you ever get, like, writing briefs for licensing, that's a window into the rotten dark heart of pop music. Please
3: still license our songs though, <laughs> if you're interested.
2: Sure. But you, you know what I mean. Licensors it's it's, it's like there. definitely it's definitely a trend, you know? And some of it is good and and is positive and uplifting, but some of it just rings like the death spasms of capitalism. So I feel better about like the the sort of late seventies, early eighties dance music that was uh you know, like Skinny Puppy or Sisters mm, of yeah. Mercy, where right. it's just this really, like, almost cartoonishly dark stuff, but in a way that you just, you know, you just wanted to dance the night away to it.
0: And you can do that tonight at Lost Lake Lounge. This is where you can catch <laughs> you operators, certainly like, by can. the way. Something tells me it'll be a bit of a party tonight. This kind of comes at an interesting time for you, too, because uh, it's kind of going up against, you know, the Big Wolf Parade reunion dates, which are, what, six weeks out at this point? <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> and, yeah. And yeah, they are. Thanks. Has that been yeah. by design? I mean, it seems like, uh, you know, I th- you know
2: I think it was like it became like a game of chicken who was going to announce first and and I think it's fine it, it 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 wasn't entirely by design but I think it worked out in the best way possible like I mean Spencer his moonface project moonface and Sinai, they have a record coming out like June 2nd yeah, I think yeah. and they just they just announced and released a track Yesterday, <laughs> so he and I have kind of both been like cross posting on the wolf on the wolf parade Twitter, like, "Hey, check out this uh, this thing," and you know, check out this other thing. And I think it's only it's only good, right?
0: Maybe a triple tour is inevitable eventually, huh? I would be totally into that, or <laughs> just like,
2: or just like a wolf parade related only festival, which I'm pretty sure we could pull off. It would be one day, but it would be a good day, you know.
0: So, what's the future of operators beyond this? It feels like more of a of a permanent thing than say maybe divine fits seems like maybe it was more of a one-off but is, is operators uh, is there plans for the future at this point i know the record is just out today so don't let me rush you but
2: yeah i mean th- when this band started when dev and sam and i started this band we it was always like okay this is it like i want to break up proof band you know what i mean yeah yeah because like, i do i need another outlet besides besides wolf and and this coalesced into something that was better than I, better than I thought it would be when we, when we started, you know? And, and is really, really satisfying to me, artistically and performance-wise. And so, yeah, it's, it's ongoing. <laughs> Good to hear. This Good is kind of just the start. I guess today is just the start with the record coming up. We're on, here at
0: so. the beginning. Uh, operators in studio, catch them tonight at Lost Lake Lounge. You're going to go out with this one from Blue Wave, which is Space Needle. It's operators in the open air. For him It's the last of our set from Operators in the open air. Congrats, guys. Fantastic new record. Thanks, man.
3: Thank you for having us. Thanks
0: for having us. Catch them tonight at Lost Lake Lounge in Denver. This has been another open air session at 102.3 in Denver, 88.3 in Fort Collins. I'm Jeremy Peterson with our audio engineer, Dave Fender. And to find more open air sessions, video, and podcasts, visit openaircpr.org.